was brought to you by Audible, where you can listen to over 100,000 different audiobooks and get one free audiobook download. AudibleTrial.com slash Talk It Out for a free 30-day trial. Let go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talk It Out. This is your girl, Gabby. And this is KT. And we have a special guest with us. She's actually a jail insider she works inside a, a local a local jail here and she's also worked inside the public education system here miss d everybody welcome miss d so um today we're going to be talking about the school to prison pipeline and miss d is going to give give us some of um what she's what she's seen while working in, in both places we're gonna make correlations between the public education system at this time and the mass incarceration that's that's going on at this time and also um just talk about the injustices in the criminal justice system and what we can do to change it so um social media you can hit us up on facebook facebook.com slash talk it out podcast instagram.com slash talk it out podcast our twitter is talk it out underscore pod you can live tweet us while you're listening to the episode and we'll have a back and forth also you can uh listen to us on soundcloud.com slash talk it out we're also available on itunes google play stitcher wherever podcasts are found all right, so I just want to kind of start it off. One of the first questions that I had was, um, is, D, do you think that chi- do you think that we're teaching children the right life skills in school to help them stay out of the prison system and out of uh, uh, how the system is working currently? Well, I think that you know um, education plays a big part in keeping someone from getting tied up in the uh, criminal justice system. But I'm seeing that a lot of people with bachelor's, master's degree, associate's degree are finding themselves caught up in the uh, criminal justice system uh, with simple charges as driving without a license, uh, driving on expended, uh, suspended tags. So these are some of the things um that are causing, I'm seeing that individuals with degrees are coming in on uh, bench warrants for missing court dates. So I think that if we could st- uh, start educating the children about uh, the laws that uh, govern our uh, great America and also the laws that are relevant in our local cities, uh, that will help them uh, kind of stay away from getting uh, tied up in the criminal justice system. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so so teaching our children about different law, that's very important because we, we never get that type of education ever. Like, I've never had a class where it was like, this is the law. And that's important because if you're living somewhere, 
then it would seem like you should know what what the laws are, what you should and should not do, not just the big ones like don't kill or don't jaywalk. Like there's there's so many other smaller things that that can get you tied up and and get you in a lot of trouble potentially. Okay, the the crimes or whatever that that you said that a lot of people with degrees had, those were those aren't like the big ones. Yeah, they're not the big ones, but they can still get you tied up in the yeah. criminal justice system. So they're not, uh, I'm not saying that people with master's or a bachelor's degree or doctor degree haven't committed some of the bigger crimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at uh, some of the crimes that people that have that are coming in being charged with that have completed high school, that have a uh, trade or have a certificate. Uh, they're coming in on uh, charge that could be handled outside of the court. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe they forgot their court date. Uh, They was driving and they didn't know their license uh, were suspended or Mm -hmm. they did know they didn't have the money right then, the working class or those that are the working poor. They may not have had the money right then Mm -hmm. to go ahead and get those uh, tags reinstated. And now they're finding themselves uh, being given citation, whereas a citation, even though a lot of them are not like uh, actual you brought into jail, but it is an actual arrest. So Mm -hmm. it still goes locked into the criminal justice system. So if you get... um, uh, a couple of those and you missed your court date, you could find yourself arrested mm-hmm. and on a simple uh, coming in on driving without a license suspended or revoked license. And a lot of the um, inner city neighborhoods, they have moved a lot of the um, DRV places or the places, I guess that's the right name, of the places where you would go in and get your uh, reinstatement. Right. So these uh, locations are moved farther out. And so I'm seeing people that are getting tied up in the system, whereas it could have been a simple citation and uh, a, a fine where now they're having to pay court causes, they're missing time from work, mm-hmm. uh, they could possibly lose their job if they're not um, uh, given a bond and uh, bailed out in time enough. So those are some of the things. So I think that maybe when the, uh, you get into maybe middle school, especially high school, you need to have, it would be good to teach a life class, you know, okay, you're getting ready to go out into the world. So these are some basic things that you need to know about uh, your driving, uh, how, what are the laws pertaining, uh, mm-hmm. just basic, simple things right. uh, pertaining to uh, living, uh, how do you uh, stay in compliance with the law and not find yourself caught up in the criminal justice system? Because once you're in the system, it's really hard to get out of it. Right. And and you were saying you they moved a lot of those places where people could pay for those um, violations uh, farther back. Why, why do you think that is? Do you think um, a lot of this is just a way to make money? Like, that? I mean, this is law, but... Do you feel like they're they're doing a lot of these things just to get more money into to the city? I think that this is a big money making um, business. It is um, because some of, like I said, some of these things that the people, especially these uh, driving charges, a driving charge is not necessarily a. I would see it as a criminal charge. Mm-hmm. I would see it as a financial 
You know, mm-hmm. it's just someone that does not have the ability right now to get uh, to get into compliance with whatever. It's not a criminal. Mm-hmm. They're just on driving violations, but they're being arrested and tied up in the system. And that's making money for the system because mm-hmm. um they're having to pay to get out. Uh, if they're arrested, they're going to have a bond that they have to pay. And those bonds are uh, could be anywhere from 100 to $800, just depending on uh, what exactly uh, took place. But some of these things are not a criminal thing. I think it's just a financial mm-hmm. thing. So I think that uh, the government does or the whatever you want to call it it is a big money making business and some of the places the driving places have moved away out of the inner city i don't know if they still have one in the white haven area i know that there's one on the summer area mm-hmm. it's just very few uh and 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 i've read that in other cities as well they're closing a lot of these places and mm-hmm. those that are in in the inner city are being uh happen to go farther and while they're in route to go to get these things uh reinstated or whatever they could be arrested right. and uh that can uh cause fees to be added up on mm-hmm. and that can make a already stressful situation even stressful i talked to a young man who was driving and uh he had was brought in on a driving charge uh and he was saying that that was the only way that he could get to work he was on his way to work mm-hmm. and he got um pulled over and uh, was arrested. He forgot about his court date. So he was locked up again, which was causing him time to miss from work. I suggested that maybe he wanted to catch a ride or get a, a, a Uber, Uber uh, until he can, um, you know, get that taken care of it because it was going to be thousands of dollars mm. to get his uh, license reinstated. Wow. So it's like you penalize, um, in a way, the poor are really penalized uh, because if you don't have the money, you're already trying to make ends meet, and then you're hit with this fine. So I think if they try to find a way to uh, say that there's another way, whether community service, that they could do uh, in lieu of paying money, uh, if you really wanted to support, be able to support to those citizens living in your your city. Right. I agree. KT, do you have another? Yeah, go ahead. I want to add, like, that's completely correct what you're saying about uh, the fact that, you know, the poor can't even pay for a simple ticket. Why do you think they're going to be able to pay to get bonded out of out of anywhere, period? Because, for instance, myself, I had a thirty dollar I had to get my license or not my license, but my tags on my car. And it was just thirty bucks. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's just thirty bucks. But I had to save that whole month so that I could save up that 30 bucks so that I could get that 30 bucks to get my tags. Mm -hmm. So then a few days after that 30 days was over to renew your tags, I ended up getting like a hundred dollar ticket for the single fact that I hadn't renewed my tags for after 30 days. So it's like, how do you expect poor people to, how do you expect poor people to pay for a $30 tag when they can't? And then you give them a hundred dollar ticket on top of that. And, right, and right. that's just how the ball keeps rolling. Yeah. And that's the government or our um, society, again, capitalizing off of the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, um, even if we look at our um, school system, a lot of time there's money and failure. Yeah. And so don't believe the hype that, uh, 
individuals are wanting uh, success or they don't know a way to get out of this um, failing situations that some of our schools are in, uh, I believe, and this is just my opinion, if you would make the classroom smaller mm-hmm. uh, instead of having a classroom of 20-something students, uh, take it and have a classroom of uh, 11 to 12 students and get those top-notch teachers in those classrooms and give them a an assistant in that classroom, and you'll, I believe that you would see uh, the learning uh gap uh, closed and you would see a turnaround in our schools. If not, then our schools are going to continue to feed uh, our prisons. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people, individu- individuals that you see in the um, uh, coming into the jail system, a lot of them uh, cannot uh, express that they don't know how to read. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of, especially uh, a lot of the African-American men that are coming in, we have men as young as 18 years old getting caught up in the system, and they're still in high school. So they, they're still currently in school, hadn't graduated, and they're mm-hmm. caught up in the system. And some of them are being brought in with things as small as it's, as simple as panhandling. Uh, you, you, you got they're being labeled with aggressive panhandling. And so um, you could get possibly caught up in the system for panhandling. And it's up to the uh, the officer that are arresting to make um, to decide whether it's aggressive panhandling. And if right. they can charge you, if they can get you for aggressive, you're locked up for panhandling. So we there is definitely. um some bias going on in our criminal justice system, Uh, even with the arrests that are being made. You have a lot of people now being charged with uh, things that could be a simple assault or Mm -hmm. misdemeanor. You find um, Mm -hmm. a lot of them coming in and they're getting charged with felon and aggravated assault. And that's just sometimes that's just based on the the, the feelings of the officer at that time. Um, I. Uh, I mean, it, it is really a biased place to be. There is no, it's hardly any justice mm. in the criminal justice system. And that, that's what's sad because it's like you said, it's in the hands of the police officers, whether they want to call it a misdemeanor or a felony. But that's like, that could be for some people, the, the thin line between being successful or just not being able to make it at all. Like your life is ruined. Right. And so it's like... It shouldn't be that way. It's like the criminal justice system. It's not about rehabilitation. It's not about helping folks. It's not about protecting. It's about filling up the jails and making money, obviously, because if some of these people, like you said, it could be just simple assault or a little misdemeanor. Like if you really cared about people, you you know, you could talk to them and, you know, give them a warning. Let them know, you know, this isn't right. I'll give you a misdemeanor. But no, I'm going to put you in jail because, you know, it's a quota. So it's like it's real oh. messed up. That kind of brings us to the the next question that I have. How do you feel about prison overpopulation and also the population that you currently work with? Is it more young adults that are not being that have not been given that chance or is it like older people that have been in there a while because they can't afford to get out or they don't have the the means or they just don't have a like a trial yet? Uh, well, a lot of the uh, in my from what I am um grasping a lot of the prisons are filled with misdemeanor charges Mm. 
So that's where you get the overcrowdedness in because some of the lot of the charges are just misdemeanor charges. Uh, I don't know if society could come up with a way where we, instead of in investing in more jails, investing in um, in schools or rehabilitation for adults, whereas in lieu of you going mm-hmm. to to jail, you're going to be sent to this trade school or you know you don't have to leave your family. But we got this um, this school that we set up here that will help you get some skills and it's a, a mandatory attendant. Maybe if you're uh, addicted right now to some type of uh, drug and, and uh, or something like that, that could help you in the recovery. So if the society could uh, look at ways of setting up places that could assist people instead of um, just putting them away uh, for a period of time, and even after they've served their time, if they've not received the skills, then a lot of times they just fall back into that cycle. Right. So to become interested in breaking this cycle, a lot of the overcrowdedness is due to the misdemeanor charges. Mm-hmm. So these individuals, just because these are simply there because they cannot make bond, yeah. not because they're a, a threat to society. Mm-hmm. It's simply because they cannot make bond. You have homeless people that are uh, being charged with criminal trespassing because they went on a property. Maybe they were looking for some warm place and now they're arrested and you mm-hmm. charge them with criminal trespassing. That's a misdemeanor charge and that could carry anywhere from 100 to 200 Dollars, but if you're homeless and you're not working, where are you going to get the money from? Right. So you're going to be locked right. up, or possible for thirty days, so or more, just depending on the uh, on the charge. So where are you going to get the money from if you're homeless? So that's what I'm saying. It's made up of uh, individuals who are poor who just can't don't have the money to bond out. We were talking, and you told me that um, you could somebody could simply just say you did something. There doesn't have to be evidence and you can get arrested and and go to jail yes so the system is the way i see it is is guilty until proven innocent so it's not innocent until proven guilty Mm -hmm. we're going to charge you with the charge and anybody Mm. whenever they hear that they have been charged in any uh person's mind uh you're you're saying what you're saying i'm guilty yeah well no you're not guilty but we're going to charge you with it so some things are as simple as i could say uh gabby came to my house and threatened me and and and, and she kicked me and mm-hmm. i have basically no proof and gabby could be arrested simply off of wow. my of the words that i've said and she could find herself caught up in the criminal justice system and trying to prove her way, prove that she's innocent. It's going to be up to her to prove that she's innocent. It's not going to be up to me for me to prove that she's guilty. Right. So it's a lot of bias. It's a place you truly do not want yourself or your family members to be caught up in. So uh, education, educating yourself regarding the laws of the land mm-hmm. is, is very important. Uh, someone uh, was brought in for indecent exposure mm-hmm. and um simply the homeless guy just had to go to the bathroom and he he went behind a building to use the bathroom and the police officer saw him and brought him in for indecent exposure, exposure. Wow. and so now he's tied up in the system uh, with no way, no money to make a, a bond or anything so I, I'm not saying that everyone that's there uh 
don't have a reason, but there are a lot of people that are there that could easily be let out. And, and, and there are other ways that the society could gain. It can make a positive impact instead of being arrested and locked up and, and mm-hmm. incarcerated in jail simply because they cannot pay a bond. Right. It's like criminali- criminalizing the poor, criminalizing the homeless. I want to add that I, I feel like the reason why they do that is because we have politicians and everything that are that are pouring money into these facilities. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why so many are popping up. So the more people you have in jail, the more money the government is making off of it. Yeah. So it's just a big, huge money scam, I feel like. Yeah, it's sad. Like if you if if y'all have seen the the 13th documentary that I I talked about a couple episodes ago, like these private prisons are like teaming up with these politicians and there's money in prison. There's much like like Miss D said, there's money in failure and that that's what makes me think they really don't want these schools to 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 succeed because they know if if these schools were doing well, like they should, if, if these kids were learning how to read, if these kids were getting good education, if they were going to college, a lot of them would not even be t- get tied up in the criminal justice system. They wouldn't even have time to because they're 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 going on to better things. But if you're in a community where the schools are failing, there's no opportunity, there's there are no jobs, you have to drive to get to a place of employment, like a lot of people feel that crime and and all this other crazy stuff is their their only option and i think these people know that which is why they just keep opening up more prisons and and jails instead of investing Mm -hmm. in education and which is why they're always about putting more police on the on the streets which i mean it can prevent some things but what's more likely gonna happen is just some more arrests and just filling up the jail some more so it's just woo, it's, it's a lot to it I think that um, a lot of times when we bring up conversations like this, a lot of racist white people will say things along the lines of, well, it's because black people and African-Americans are so violent. That's the reason why they're in jail so much. I I think that, you know, I, I think that the culture, the way that these racist white people are thinking is that all black people are violent and like, that's definitely not how it is. So I guess my question is, is that do you think there's a do you think that there's a culture that we've dis- desensitized ourselves to um, regarding putting people in prison for absolutely no reason? Like there, this goes on all day long. Like you said, you're working in this type of situation every day and you see people come in during these situations. Do you think that because this happens all the time, we, we just kind of. We let it slip our mind. We don't care about it anymore. Yeah, I believe that is uh, we have been um, uh, exposed to it so much or shown it so much. We feel like uh, that's not our problem. But this is an America. This is America problem Mm -hmm. because um, America has created this and Mm -hmm. it's easier for uh, anyone to say that, hey, this is not our problem, this is their problem, but it's all of our problem because it's something that we as a society has created. We mm-hmm. help to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we placed uh, people uh, for generations upon generations. We, we've held back a, a, a race of people and we have... Um, 
put in the minds of uh, uh, groups of people uh, that uh, they're less than or that they're, they're second class citizens. Mm-hmm. And so right. they're constantly fighting uh, to say, hey, I'm not second class. And then we 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 start them behind everyone else. And I'm not saying that you can't catch up if you're behind everyone else. You can catch up even in a race we've seen where people were way in the back and, and, and they came from the back and they end up winning the whole race. And that can be done. Um, and, and we need to um, see more people coming from the back winning yeah. the race yeah. but those that are trying to come from the back we need we don't need to hold them back while they're trying to come from the back right. but we need mm-hmm. to support them so that they can run we do not need to make this um uh, about a, a it's because of your skin color mm-hmm. that you are automatically violent or that you're automatically right. uh, low class or it's because of your nationality it's because of your uh because you're a woman it's because of your weight it's because of uh you weren't born in that it's not because of that it's because society has to change the way that it, we view one another yeah. and we have to be willing to except that we had a part to play in it. Uh, I remember when uh, crack came out, it was a uh, predominantly uh, what we considered a black issue. Mm-hmm. We saw that that was a drug that uh, uh, affected, we thought, uh, in the only the black community, not saying that other races of people were not dealing with crack cocaine, but we see that our president uh, during that time, uh, Ronald Reagan and Others after him really, even Clinton really came in hard on uh, on the crack, and they right. were giving people, uh, I mean, life sentences, and 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 mm-hmm. it was devastating to the African American community. Community, it was devastating uh, to the world. But there, it was not seen as a disease. Mm-hmm. It was not seen as a, a illness. Addiction was not. But now we see heroin popping up and we're seeing a lot of Caucasian men and women sprung out on heroin. And now all of a sudden it's a up. It's an uproar. Mm-hmm. And now all of That's a sudden real. it's an illness. And all of it's not. You don't want to lock them up. But think right. about the African-Americans that you've locked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the, these these same things, and they've spent in life sentences. But now, all of a sudden, since it's hitting certain neighborhoods, heroin and meth is hitting, just wiping out uh, neighborhoods. Now, all of a sudden, it's an illness. It's and I'm not saying that it's not, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that we should not be concerned. But I'm trying to say that all of these problems are human problems. Yeah. It's not a black problem, not a white problem, not a Hispanic problem, not a Native American problem. It is a human problem. Mm-hmm. And so now we see the push is, is being made to say that now herring addiction, herring and drug is an, is a disease. But it was a disease when African-Americans were struggling mm-hmm. with it. So now I'm seeing uh, su- uh, successful what the society would say successful uh, white men caught up in the jail system I mean life thrown away is and not saying that they can't recover they can but as young as 18 sprung out on heroin but I'm gonna say this 
You'll be amazed when an African-American come in with a charge of a marijuana charge, depending on what, how much it was. They're being charged with felons. But when a Caucasian come in with heroin on them, he's getting a, a misdemeanor. So there's a bias again. So it is definitely a bias. So I want to encourage you, you know, if you want to know what to do, find out about the 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 uh, the laws in the land. Find out about lobbying. Find out about just don't go and vote. Uh, Get involved. I was sharing that with a young man. I said, get involved when you get out of this Mm -hmm. place, get involved and make a help make a difference and get these laws changed. You see what's going on. Help get involved. So the best thing that we can do is become educated, Mm -hmm. get involved. We can use our, our our let our anger be our few to make a difference and not our anger just be something that we use to uh, bridge the bridge us farther apart. Right, right. And uh, I want to ask you one more thing. It might be a long answer. Um, but a couple episodes ago, we did an episode on black on black crime. And Mayor Harrington, the mayor, the former mayor of Memphis, he, he recently came out and Ooh. said that um, the this crime issue in Memphis is, is not a... He said it's a black issue. He didn't say it was a Memphis issue. He said it was a black issue. And um, eventually, during he was at a little dinner with 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 the mayor now, and he kind of clarified. And he was like, "Yeah, y'all want to spend all this money on uh, policing, but you don't want to uh, spend money on education and rehabilitation and all that type of stuff." You know, talking real good. But I w- I want to hear your views on what. What is the cause of all this tremendous crime and and violence in Memphis? We know there are a lot of people that are being put in jail for small things, but there are people being put in jail for for real things. What do you think is the cause of this and what do you think we can do as a city and just as Americans to help end this problem? Well, I think this Memphis, uh, Memphis is no is no different from any other city in America. America is just becoming a violent place. Mm-hmm. Period. We are becoming a people uh, of violence. We're becoming a people of anger and aggression. Is uh, so we're seeing it break loose all over. Uh, America. So I think the that because America, we have been very proud and haughty. Uh, in our, uh, our 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 dealings with one another, that uh, we've been very selfish in our handling of one another, and we have been um, uh, very uh, greedy mm-hmm. in our uh, taking from one another. Uh, this country was uh, was built to me on it. It 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 it. We're trying to uh, not deal with the sins of America. Mm-hmm. America is was built on thievery. Yeah. And uh so a country that's built on thievery and built on greed and uh built on and, and then you you try to throw something good there to say no, we first have to acknowledge I think our thing is as Americans, we first have to acknowledge our sins mm-hmm. and our wrongdoing toward one another. And our wrongdoing toward uh, Native Americans and our wrongdoing toward uh, uh, not only uh, African-Americans and and even uh, 
poor uh, and even uh, Caucasians. Um, there's a lot of uh, Caucasians uh, that were done wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's a lot of people in all of in all nationalities and culture have uh, been done wrong in one way or another. And it's not America, the country, because uh, it's the people that make up the country. Mm-hmm. So until we can acknowledge that we have wronged one another and then we can we can start the healing. I think the one way that we can start healing is going to be definitely through prayer. Mm-hmm. We're going to need uh, God to intervene. So we're going to have to begin to, when we don't understand one another, pray for one another. When we don't understand our own feelings and thoughts and why I have this hatred or why I have this strong dislike, I'm going to have to pray for myself. I don't think this is a money problem. I think this is a heart problem. So I don't think there's enough money. I, I don't know enough money that can change a heart. You can change a person's mind temporarily with money. But to really change that person's heart, uh, that's going to be beyond what money can do. So I think that Memphis is a representation of how our country is as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so our country as a whole is becoming violent. Our country as a whole is becoming aggressive. So uh, Memphis is just a part of what is going on in America. But what can we do in Memphis? we can start uh, treating each other better. Mm-hmm. And I think as that goes around, that'll stop some of the the crime or stop some of the hatred. We can start when we see, uh, uh, when you're in the classroom, our teachers can start teaching better. Mm-hmm. Our parents can start parenting better. Our children can start listening better. Uh, so that we can all work together our, our, from our police officers. They can start taking the first thing. Uh, maybe they need to th- take some class in how to handle conflicts, mm-hmm. uh, conflict resolution. Uh, even when they're scared, they need to be able to call somebody other than mm-hmm. pulling out a weapon. They need to be able to call somebody and say, hey, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get out on this. Get out on this call. Mm-hmm. I know I got this badge, but I'm scared. I'm scared to get out and stop so that I won't end up uh, shooting or won't end up. You get a lot of uh, what's starting. I'm starting to see that's disturbing is you get a lot of uh, African-American uh, men brought in, in and they've been beat up by the police. Mm-hmm. I mean, one mm-hmm. gentleman was beat up so bad, both eyes, black and nose broke oh. and all, you know, had to go to the hospital. And um, I'm like, well, it's one thing to bring you in. Now, you got to come in if you've done a crime. But to get beat, right. black and eyes, broken, no, nobody say anything about it. That's wrong. That police officer needs mm-hmm. to be charged with aggravated assault. Yep. If he is blackened two eyes and broken a nose, it, it doesn't take that all of that to bring somebody in. So if we start holding, no, no one is above the law. And see, when you get to putting people above the law, then the law is ineffective and people begin to take the law into their own hands. Uh-huh. Well, that's mm. true. So Memphis, that's true. we can fix, I believe, one way of, of 
helping resolve the problem is that you and I start loving one another. Mm -hmm. And then we pass that on and we teach our children that we love one another. Now, I'm not saying that love is going to stop all of the hate in one day. But if we get enough love out toward one another and enough compassion out toward one another, it'll help to to come against that um, that that force of, uh, of, of, of violence and hate toward one another. Because if we do not do, if we do not um, do something quickly, we're going to be, a, we have not seen the worst yeah. things. We're going to be a, a, a nation that is taking up arms against one another. Well, we soon, the whole government body going to be, uh, broken up because every man is going to begin to take arms and and they're going to become a law to themselves and we're just going to have lawlessness because we have to have those that are put in place and given that authority to uh to bring about order and help establish order they are not above the The law law. yeah i agree I agree a hundred percent. And right. yeah, that that love and, and respect thing is important because like you said, you, you pass it on to the people that you know and if like uh you know, educators working in, in the the public schools, if they have love and respect for the children, they're going to do everything they can possible to make sure these kids learn how to read. There's no reason you should be eighteen years old and you've gone to school your whole life and you don't know how to read. That means Nobody was doing their job, you know, and it shouldn't be like that. And if police have respect and love, you know, they they have to 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 be on guard always. But that you wouldn't be beating nobody up. You wouldn't be uh, ruining people's lives or just throwing them in jail to get quoted. You know, it's it's just a lot. But I I agree a hundred percent. What do you think, KT? I'm with you. I agree 100%. Like, if we can just love each other more often and stop looking at each other as as separates and look at each other as equals instead, then I, I think we could go far. And as long as we're continuing to teach our ch- our own children that, then there will be no stopping us. We'll be the greatest nation. Right. And, and we'll just... We have to just do our part. Education is important. Educating them on laws. Educating them on themselves and and how and teaching our our children uh self-respect teaching them they have worth teaching them that they're important that they can do whatever they want to do um just there's there's a lot of things that we can do and and hopefully with this podcast we can encourage uh you all who are listening to do the same and uh encourage a a a dialogue and and more conversations on this issue to get uh, some of these laws passed to get some of this injustice in the in the criminal justice system to end and uh, we can get some positive change. So yeah, that was our episode with Miss D. Thank you so much, Miss D for coming and for your insight. And we learned a, a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are uh, welcome. I just want to encourage you all continue to do what you do, put positive and love out in the, um, atmosphere and not being afraid to tackle some tough issues we're going to need forerunners that are, are willing to speak on and also to work 
to help change some of the the laws and make them more accommodating uh, for everyone to be able to succeed. So we're I, I'm I'm glad that you all invited me to your show, and I want you to continue to hold up the justice system, yes. continue to be um, uh, women of power, women of peace, and women of. Uh, that will preserve and um, speak truth and speak truth in love. Thank you so much. And again, this is Talk It Out. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Talk It Out Podcast, Instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast, and tweet us on Twitter at Talk It Out underscore pod. I don't think we have any more announcements. Oh, we have episodes coming up. We got an episode coming up with Q where um, we're talking a little bit about the feminism episode. You don't want to miss that coming coming in the upcoming weeks. Also, we have an episode with Demur from Why Not Sports coming very soon. We're talking about um, college money and college sports. We're talking about the nitty gritty, the the inside stuff in, in college athletics. Very good episode coming soon. Uh, Do you have anything? else kt uh you want to do some shout outs really quick oh yeah let's shout some people out go ahead uh, i want to shout out uh just say words podcast the man podcast uh, i want to shout out um the man the right man child podcast uh the john effect to kenny talks penrose versus anybody, anybody yeah anybody. anybody okay um who else can we shout out real and raw uh, Real and Raw, Justin Ruff, um, uh, the Bearded Fruit, uh, Good Morning Beautiful, Otto's uh, Chicken. Yes, of course. Uh, let me go to the bottom. Oh, oh why not? Sport? Yeah, conversation Carnet sport. is why not sports the critical dump. The Afro Daily. Um, Afro Daily. <laughs> <laughs> he is <laughs> Teal Black. Right, uh, the Zoe View podcast, uh, Bad mm. Natives podcast, There's the regular podcast, the regular podcast, basically anyone and everyone who has ever listened to us or debates with us on Twitter. Uh, what about your friends? I the love podcast that podcast queen. Oh, it's Confessions of a Big Curd Girl. Confessions of a Big Curd Girl. Confessions of a Big Curd Girl. Uh, Drunk so we're Thoughts. Drunk Minds, Thoughts. The Drunken Nights. Um, the Comcast. Uh, Cleo and Danny. Yeah, Cleo and or Danny. Danny and Cleo. Danny, the Bag Ladies. Uh, also want to shout out Just In Time Podcast. Super um, pee Time. Um, you and Cool. The Podcast Queens. Podcast Brothers. So, uh, her name is on Twitter, Queer WOC Pod. Queer Women Podcast, basically. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. And um, if you like this conversation with Miss D and you would like her to come back on the show, let us know. Let us know if you learned something. Uh, Type in the comments, tweet us. Let me know what you learned. Let me know if you have any more questions for Miss D. We can get her back on the show. Um, just thank you, everybody, for the support. Thank you, everybody, for the love. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for always sending us positive feedback. It really encourages us um, because, you know, sometimes it, it gets hard. It gets hard. But, yeah, we know we like the, the end with a an A and B selection. <clears throat> <clears throat> I love you, you love me, we're a 
happy family with a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. KT, won't you say you love me?